Welcome to the podcast, A Bite of D&D, where we add flavor and elements to your D&D adventures and campaign. I am Zach, and my co-host to the left is Micah, and today we are going to be talking about the class paladin and the specifically the Oath of Conquest paladin. Um, so I think right out the gate, this is our first time to discuss paladin as a class, and as a side note, we just in the previous episode talked about Warforged and part of our builds there were based around paladins and the Oath of Conquest paladins. So I think that is important right out the gate, maybe that we have a quick little discussion about what is a paladin about in 5e. Yep, and I think that's especially important because paladins have radically changed from what they have been in the past, and it is pretty polarizing for people who have been playing the game for a while. Um, but the biggest change for paladins is that it is no longer about being lawful good. Yeah. And that was always your, your paladin before. They were the, the shining beacon of, of righteousness, being the, that truly virtuous person. Yeah. And, and that's not really the case anymore. Instead of being alignment aligned, the defining characteristic of the paladin is going to be their oath. Yeah, and, and if we look back to what the word paladin means i think one of the leading definitions is is that it, they are a leading champion of a cause and i think that that in and of itself i mean throughout maybe our world's history means that they see themselves as lawful good at the very least but um throughout a fantasy setting that can mean a lot of things it just means that they're the leading champion of a cause yeah and and i think it's important to to note that lawful good is not the only cause I mean, and that's why I'm actually kind of a fan of the oaths taking over as the defining, the, the kind of the defining trait of a paladin, because there are multiple orders that are going to have their version of a religious hero, a, a knight. I, I think it, it gives them much more meaning. Yeah, and and I enjoy them because it, it's. Well, first off, you can't, you have to have a reason why a paladin is, is a paladin and not a fighter. It's important that when you say, okay, we're removing lawful good as a requirement and, and the oaths tied to that, what are we replacing it with? And I think that that's an important distinction here is that paladin is still something set apart from a regular fighter, and, and they haven't lost that in 5e by adding these oaths. Um and, and I think it's reasonable to say that most paladins are still going to lean towards lawful good. Yeah. This simply gives you more flexibility when creating your character. Yeah. And and Wizards has decided that these oaths um, are a true guide for the class. And as such, each class archetype that they have put out comes with its own specific oath. And that's something that you as a DM should be careful when you either you yourself or you allow characters to modify those O's or create their own. The class is balanced around these commitments. It's not just flavor. It is flavor. That's definitely true, and I'm excited that it has that flavor. But the O's, what you're forcing the character to do in a way is what helps that character be a balanced character. And we've got... Uh another kind of episode lined up for this, but those oaths need to be enforced. This is directly where they are drawing their power from. And if they stray away from that, um, there need to be repercussions. Yeah. Um, and 
I, I think I think that deviation should be punished. Absolutely. So uh, if you have broken your oath, there are ways for you to go about redeeming yourself, um, and and that should be a a major story point if that happens. Um, typically, the paladin is going to need to go on some sort of quest, maybe find a, a cleric or another paladin who shares their faith, uh, their order. Uh, they may spend a night in vigil praying as a sign of penitence, things like that. You can find a lot of this information on around page 86 of your player handbook where the paladin is located. But they should have to go undergo some sort of trial in order to become worthy of those those powers again. Because again, this power is not coming from them. It is coming from their oath, their cause, their deity. Yeah, and I would add as an aside note, when you're talking about characters and characters playing paladins and oaths and all that, you have to pause for a moment and, and realize that this class is special. And, and I like that it's special, but it is special. And if a player wants to play a paladin, it really puts a requirement on that player and as you on as the DM to to think more about that that player and their choices uh, because they're only allowed to be a paladin because they they swore that oath and so when they're crawling through a dungeon um, you have to be thinking about constant I, I feel like you have to at least have it in the back of your mind is this player making decisions that uh, that align with its oath and that's a heavy thing to carry and to ignore it takes away from the world as a whole and if you if you are continually allowing your player who uh, has a paladin character to get away with things that are breaking his oath if you constantly allow that then pretty soon your player base the rest of your players are going to stop seeing this character as a paladin and start seeing them as the player sitting at the table. It, it, it's the player sitting at the table to fight her with magic powers. It's not special. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It's not its uh, its own unique class. So what we're going to... Why don't we just segue into that with, with what makes the Oath of Conquest Paladin special? This is what we're really trying to get at today. This is the, the meat of our discussion today. So let's give a thought just about what is the Oath of Conquest Paladin. So... First and foremost, these guys are definitely an evil-leaning paladin. Um, you don't necessarily have to play that, but uh, based on their tenets, these are not generally going to be good guys. These guys believe in uh, dowsing the flame of hope, just overpowering, completely crushing uh, the, the competition. It's not enough to, to win the fight. You need to demoralize them completely. Uh, once you've won... You rule with an iron fist. Uh, anyone who is out of line is punished. You don't tolerate disobedience. Uh, your law is is set. Mm -hmm. uh, and then finally, they believe in strength above all. If you are going to come into power, if you are going to rule, it is only natural for you to assume that someone is going to come after you. If you are to lose to them, you deserve to lose to them. If you want to remain in power, you must continue to strengthen yourself and your the order that you have established. Absolutely. And so those are the tenants. Um, there's actually two released uh, on Arthur Kana notes on the Oath of, Pal the Oath of Conquest Paladin. Um, one is a revised option, but I really like the flavor that either one provides. So we're going to post links to both of them. And for now, until these become official 
an official subclass, which I think they're going to in a, in a later book. Hopefully by the end of the year, we're going to see that book come out. Um, but until that happens, I would encourage you to look at both of them and maybe as a DM decide which one you feel like better fits the world that you're trying to create. Um, but largely they, ha- they both have those exact same O's. They both have, um, the same basic tiny variation on their spells. They're basically the same channel divinities, um, just down the line. It's just slight bits of flavor that I think probably l- tend to lean towards the, the original one being more powerful. And then I think they kind of backed it off a little bit and, and tried to bring it more in line with the rest of the subclasses with the revised option. Uh, but either one of those is really cool. Um, I want to talk about a little bit before we get into anything else. Um, let's talk some, a little bit more about this Oath of Conquest Paladin, because you said that they were an evil, typically aligned class. But right, but- the, the, the tenets definitely lend themselves to a, a more evil class. In fact, they even suggest that some of them get their powers from uh, demons and, and, and fiends and, and that sort of thing. But I, I think that there is definitely... Uh, good debate that you can still run these guys as, as good uh, people, or at least people trying to do the good thing. I yeah. think I, I think a good example of that, and while I don't think he himself really ex- exemplifies what being a paladin is, I think his characteristics kind of hit the Oath of Conquest in the head, and that is uh, Stannis Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, he is a very by-the-book the, the law is final type of guy. Um, I mean, when he killed his brother, it's because he was... Spoiler. The, the, the throne. My bad. I'm sorry. It's The books have been out for, for years, and the show happened in, like, what, the second season? <laughs> so, uh, anyway. The, uh, I mean, he kills his brother not out of, of spite, of jealousy, of anything like that. It's He is usurping his power. He has an opposing army that is going to cause problems for him and he removes that threat yeah uh, his, his whole goal is to take over the kingdom because it is his kingdom by law and to remove the threat of the the lannisters and all of them from what they may do to it uh, he does it out of a sense of duty not because it, it's something he relishes and he doesn't do it in a spiteful way it, it is simply what he believes must be done Cool. Awesome. Uh, so I have gone through and I have kind of pulled out a couple of uh, hybrid class options for um, paladins and kind of why I why I do this. It's not we're not here to tell you how to do a power build, uh, but I am here to help you bring in flavor into your game. And if you're a player and not a DM to bring flavor into your characters. And so two that I found that work really well um, is a paladin sorcerer combo and a paladin warlock combo. Uh, Both of these things just jive well with that paladin. I think they're some of the best hybrid class options in the game. Um, Basically what you're doing is you're with the sorcerer you're adding spell slots for your smite and other abilities which is great because this Oath of Conquest paladin is all about being able to project fear into its opponents and so the more times that you can cast things like fear the better and 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 grabbing some levels of sorcerer will do that um grabbing the warlock allows you to short rest uh recharge some of your spells which is a super handy ability it's all about i think with this oath of conquest paladin especially making sure that you have the spells to complement 
the the abilities of the class and and these are some great ways of doing that um flavor wise i think that it's wonderful especially the warlock um uh, to have this driving force of a patron yeah because uh, as the oath of conquest states a lot of them get their orders from these fiends from these devils uh they even have runes and and fiendish sigils emblazoned upon their arms as kind of an indication of the path they took and going warlock allows you to take the the fiend as your patron and it just lends itself really well to that class of being this evil knight and and it's it's really cool the the smites work really well with it um while i'm not a huge fan of eldritch blast uh it does fit kind of well with them being able to rebuke someone with like you flavor it with like hellfire or something and yeah i think it works really well and I think that as far as the sorcerer combo uh, relates, as far as flavor-wise, I don't really like the the wild magic uh, sorcerer as a combo. I don't think that that fits well at all. But the, um, what, what's it called? The dragon? Draconic. Draconic bloodline. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, sorcerer, I think, could give you some really interesting stuff, especially because dragons are about, they see themselves as the ruling class in a lot of situations. And so to have a paladin, Oath of Conquest paladin, doing the bidding, perhaps, of a dragon is kind of interesting and exciting. So I think that there's some really cool builds there, and I hope that, you know, kind of thinking about these, again, these are really, these happen to be really good hybrid builds from a power standpoint as well, but even just from a flavor standpoint, I think that adding those few levels of those other classes can give your Oath of Conquest paladin some really interesting flavor that a typical one wouldn't. Uh, And so... We want to present to you a couple of ways you can bring these guys into your games, either as one bad guy or maybe a group of guys uh, causing trouble. But how can you bring this into your game and and make it fit for the setting? So this these would be NPC encounters, yes, basically. Yes, for the these players. are not player builds. These are for NPCs for your game. Cool. Um, so one of these is you've got a group of these guys uh, calling themselves the Arc Devil's Fist. And they have appeared in, in lands to the north and terrorizing these villages. And every time they come into one of these villages and they conquer it, they force these people into their cause to work for them, to, to produce goods, or to join their ranks. Uh, and every time their power, their influence grows. And, and they're becoming a, a big threat to the area you reside in. Yeah, and, and I think that you can flavor that. In, I mean, that's flavored as evil, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but you can flavor that as good too by just you know let's say instead of the archdevil's fist they're called the 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 hand of the king and they're going through uh, the land the cobalt lands or the orc lands and they are clearing out these lands that have long been held by these monsters and they're forcing them under the and in and, and a good way arguably if these are evil races in your world they're they're forcing these lands to be cleared out and they're taking control of the people that reside there and and bringing them into the the of the good aligned empire maybe you have been uh, in the midst of of mordor so to speak with this and as they come in maybe that is inspiring the the people around you to rise up to fight back and it gives you opportunities to kind of lead this rebellion out of the lands to go join them to and and to kind of save them now that they have the courage to do so yeah so another option that you could pose is if you're looking for it, well, I don't want a whole bunch of these guys. I just want one. I, I and maybe in more in a more urban setting, you could have a single paladin that has entered the city 
um, quietly, perhaps, and has managed to secure the mind of the mayor, uh, bending him to his will. This is kind of like a Grima, Wormtongue from, from, from the Two Towers, but someone who's more charismatic than that and who isn't using sorcery, but is using his, the strength of his words and reason to, to sway the operator of the city. And what now, what once has been a laid back community where the, where the mayor kind of just let people have run of the land is quickly becoming more of a militant state as this, this paladin is behind the scenes, behind the curtain, influencing, um, what's going on and causing it his oath of conquest to be brought about, um, by the hands of others. Yeah. And, uh, for that, that is what we will be posting on our Facebook page, uh, for this episode. Uh, we will have a, a Conquest Paladin NPC available for you to put into your games or to either use as a player or uh, clone and, and, and use as a, a group of them. But we will have a, an idea set for you on how you can build and play an NPC Paladin. Awesome. Well, I think that'll be it for today. Um, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and we encourage you to listen to the next episode, listen to the next handful of episodes, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Yeah.